Would you like to live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Vetter as he introduces you to cultures of health and healing. Get ready now to try out some healing beliefs and practices from far and wide. Here's the host of your show, Robert Vetter. Welcome, everybody, to part three with Louis Mel Madrona, who is um, a medical doctor in conventional uh, Western medicine. He's a prolific author. Um, he comes from Cherokee and the Lakota background and a lifelong participant and worker in indigenous medicine. So welcome, Louis, to part three. Um, I was hoping today that we might be able to hear a little bit about the work that you do, how from the experiences that you described in our first two episodes, that you came to come up with something very unique to share uh, both with the indigenous and the non-indigenous world. Well, you know, um, my grand, my great grandmother was um, a, a local healer for her community, and and I'm sure I absorbed something just hanging out, you know, playing at her at her feet. Um, my grandmother was a storyteller, and um, in medical school, they, you know, we got to see patients in the in the adult medicine clinic, and they gave us more time than I needed, and so I didn't know what to do with the extra time. I, I didn't. It never occurred to me that I could just end the visit early, so. So what I started to do was to fill the time by telling people stories. And I started telling them stories like I heard my grandmother tell or my great-grandmother tell while I was growing up. And, and stories that I was hearing from the elders that I was hanging out with, Gila in Ukiah, California, and Grandfather Roberts in um, Garberville, California. Um, and, and I just tried to find stories that would be uplifting or healing for these people. And um, one day, somebody asked me where I learned how to do hypnosis. And I said, what's that? And they said, that thing that you're doing. <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> I thought that was storytelling. And they said, no, that's hypnosis. And so I said, oh, well, hmm, I better learn hypnosis since I'm already doing it. <clears throat> so so I, I, I went after, I did a serious study of hypnosis after that. And I, I figured out that most elders are doing what the European culture calls hypnosis most of the time. And, and they're continually offering opportunities for healing through suggestion, through storytelling, through ceremony. And, um, you know, um, probably what they, what the European culture missed was the spiritual element, that the spirits were involved in this healing work too. And, <clears throat> 
and so um so you know in those days um my sort of indigenous work and my conventional work were relatively separate though um in medical school i also learned acupuncture see stanford as i told you in another interview had a much more liberal curriculum <laughs> than harvard or yale so i did a six-week um elective in acupuncture and then did acupuncture a half day a week for a year in the general medical clinic and and so i was combining acupuncture with storytelling and what i later learned was hypnosis and um so you know when i got to residency i just kept trying to take anyone who was interested to to visit elders and i found that translation was required that i would have to prepare them to work with an elder that that, that they couldn't i couldn't just take them unprepared into that environment and so i started preparing people to go see elders and that involved storytelling and um you know teaching tales and and education about ceremony and doing um smaller ceremonies to warm them up to the larger ceremonies they would encounter so the first actual ceremony i did all by myself for someone um was in san francisco and um this was in the i guess the late maybe mid mid 80s mid to late 80s and um a woman came into my office and she said i i heard you take people to the reservation for ceremony and i said yeah i do and she said well she said the closest i'm going to get to the reservation is the hyatt regency san francisco but i've got this arthritis in my ankle and i want you to do a ceremony because i know it'll make it better and i i i said gee i've never done that and and i said i'll have to speak to my teacher so so i called up gidla and yukaya and i i laid it out for him and i said so you know what should i do and he said anything he said she's already done the the bulk of the work do anything and she'll get better and i said well well what specifically and he said just pretend that you're me and do what i would do and i said oh oh okay i could do that <laughs> so that's what i did <laughs> and she got better but but um <clears throat> you know he correctly intuited that in in finding me you know and in the work she had already done that she'd already laid the groundwork and she just needed someone she just needed someone to do something so she could point to it and say that was what made me better and gidla always taught me he said um you know um when the person gets better he said don't take credit he said you can take the money if they offer you some but don't take the credit <laughs>
He said, because it's, it's like an avalanche. He said, you know, there's, it takes, you know, maybe a hundred snowstorms for that last one to cause the avalanche. But don't be fooled into thinking that it was that last snowstorm that caused the avalanche. It was every single one of them taken together that, that led up to that point. And he said, so always thank the 99 people who came before you when you're the hundredth monkey that, that triggered the avalanche. And you, you know, he said, and that's what you did for that woman. You, you're just you're just a fancy monkey who triggered an avalanche, <laughs> you know? and and so I started doing ceremonies for people when I couldn't get them to the reservation. So they got a little bit more elaborate and more elaborate. And and um, the first um, sweat lodge or revitalization ceremony or anipi Khaga that I did, it was because. Um, there were a bunch of us at a conference in Nashville and we heard about a lodge and we were like lodge groupies, right? I mean, you know how it is in Indian country. You hear somebody's pouring a lodge. You're like all over it. I'll go there, you know? And so we drove like to this place where the lodge was supposed to be. And it was on a, 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 a compound called the farm. And we didn't know what that was. We were stupid. And, and so we went to the lodge and, and these people were there and they were going to put marijuana in the pipe. And I said, no, 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 we don't do it that way. And they got pissed off at me and they said, well, fuck you. You know, you do it. And they walked off. And there we were, you know. The rocks were hot. Um, we'd driven, you know, a couple hours. And I said, all right, let's do it. You know, and, and I started the ceremony. I said, you know, I stood up and addressed the spirits. I said, look, guys, I've never done this before, but we're not about to put marijuana in the pipe. I'll tell you that. So I'm just going to have to do this here thing. And I apologize to you guys if I do it wrong or if I make mistakes, because I surely will, because they've never done it before. But we came all this way, and it seems like the right thing to do. So I'm going to do it. And so that was the first lodge that I ever led, you know. And, and afterwards, I called up Marilyn. I said, Marilyn, here's what I did. And she said, well, stupid, you did the right thing. You know, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> she said, you've graduated. <laughs> I said, well, how did, how, did, how did you know you graduated? And she said, when you do something like what you did, <laughs> that's how you know <laughs> that you're ready to lead lodge. <laughs> I said, oh, all right. <laughs> and it's sort of, I guess, that's how you know you're an elder when you're the last one standing. <laughs> you know? So I know we're, we're almost due to, to finish the wrap. But so what I started doing um, was this sort of blended approach, which I called um, healing intensives, for lack of a better word. And um, so I was trying to do this blended psycho-biosocial spiritual approach with an indigenous flavor and bring in indigenous people as much as I could into the mix. And I, I started doing it um, 
I started doing it in the Bay Area. And, and then I really got serious about it when I moved to Arizona. And I would, I would, um, people would come and they would stay with me. I had a little um, hut, little separate structure that they could stay in in the desert. Because in those days I lived outside of Tucson in the desert. Now Tucson has engulfed it. So now it's inside Tucson. Um, but people would, would stay with me and we would, we would try and, and cover like the psychological, the biological, the social, and the spiritual. And so we would do body work and, and we might do acupuncture and we might do uh, hypnosis or uh, storytelling or ceremony. And whenever possible, I would bring native people to work with them or I would take them to ceremonies like at the Yaki Reservation or on the Tohono O'odham Reservation. And um, so I just kept doing that. And I've been doing that ever since. Um, and, and it peaked for me, the frequency peaked about 2007, I think. And, um, and after 2008 with the, you know, with the financial crash, because, um, you know, I had to charge something because I had to take time off work to do it, you know. And, and some people criticized me because they said, oh, you're charging for healing, you know, but, but we always negotiated and, and we, you know, something that people could afford. And, and we spread the wealth with all the people involved, including the Native people. Um, but money got tighter, I think, after 2008. So I started doing it less often. Um, not by choice, but because, you know, that's what happened. And now we have something we're calling the healing bed and breakfast. So we, we built this, we, we remodeled this falling down garage into a really beautiful healing space um, with a, a sleeping loft upstairs. And so people come and they stay with us and we work with them and bring in other pra other practitioners, native and otherwise, as, as indicated. And, and really, um, we're just trying to catalyze transformation. And, and I don't really, and, and the problem really comes down to, I think the other thing that changed after 2008 is people would say, well, can you cure my lupus? And I would say, oh, I don't know. You know, it's, it's not up to me. And they would say, well, I'm looking for someone who can cure my lupus. I'm like, well, good luck. <laughs> you know, I hope you find them. <laughs> and, or they would call up and say, well, I'm looking for a shaman. I'm like, well, I don't know any of those. <laughs> you know? And they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, you know, I, I hang out with people and we do ceremony. And, you know, we, we, you know we, sometimes, we, sometimes the spirits will talk to us and sometimes they won't. And, you know, we kind of muck around and see what, ha what will happen. And they're like, well, no, I, I want to know for sure that I'm going to get better. <laughs> like, well, I don't know that. <laughs> that's, not, that's not up to me. <laughs> so, I, you know, I've, I've had less people coming over the years because I think, you know, um, 
I don't know, the, the culture seems to have changed. And, and of course, um, you know, we, t we work with people, native people for a, a box of Marlboro. Um, that was the last person we worked with. That was what she could afford. <laughs> and that was all right, you know. Um, we, we, we laughingly say that we provide concierge healing services for the poor. <laughs> so anyway, that's really, uh, but I still do conventional medicine and I, I bring the philosophy into it always. And sometimes um, some of the techniques like the hands-on work or, you know, the storytelling, you know, when I can. So that's, that's what I do. And I wanted to mention that uh, this recording is being done while Lewis is at the hospital. So any background yeah. <laughs> noise is hospital noise. He's dressed in his hospital attire. Yeah, I'm here in COVID virus land. Here's my <laughs> stethoscope. I got a fancy new stethoscope. Yeah, yeah. And I got uh, in my pocket, you can see my ophthalmoscope and otoscope. And in my other pocket, I have other cool things like a reflex hammer and a tuning fork. So anyway, yeah, I'm here in, in virus land. <laughs> well, I'm praying that the spirits will protect you and keep you safe throughout all of this. As, as I have been praying, <laughs> as we have all been praying. Now, yes. Lewis, I'm thinking that some of the people listening might want to get a hold of you. And if they want to hook up with you and, and experience some of what you do, what, how would they do that? Well, um, I'm Google-able, and I have a website. It's um, www.mel-madrona.com. And rumor has it that it's getting rebuilt uh, in the, this month of May uh, to be snazzy and jazzy and, and cool. Um, <laughs> And also, um, they can just call me. Uh, my, my cell phone is on the website, but it's 808-772-1099 or email me at um, melmadrona without the hyphen at gmail.com. So Wonderful. I'm easy to find. Can you give us the titles of your books again also? Yeah, uh, Coyote Medicine, Coyote Healing, Coyote Wisdom, Narrative Medicine, Healing the Mind Through the Power of Story, and Remapping Your Mind. And they're all on Amazon. Easy to get through <laughs> well, the giant conglomerate that is Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Lewis. I, I've really enjoyed this, and I think our listeners have as well. So wishing you well. Stay well, keep doing the healing on both sides of that spectrum, on the conventional Western medicine side and on the indigenous side, and look forward to seeing you again sometime soon. All right, thank you. Pleasure to talk with you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Cultures of Health and Healing with Robert Vetter. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and rate this show and share it with others. Until next time, remember, your health and healing matter, and you can find your own unique path to optimum wellness.